In this episode, we speak with Blair Greenberg of Bregal SageMount, a leading growth-focused private capital firm with more than $5.5 billion of capital raised. The firm provides flexible capital and strategic assistance to market-leading companies in high-growth sectors across a wide variety of transaction situations. Bregal SageMount has invested in over 60 companies in a variety of sectors, including software, financial technology and specialty finance, digital infrastructure, healthcare IT, and business and consumer services. The firm has offices in New York, Dallas, and Palo Alto. Blair Greenberg is a partner and member of the investment committee at Bregal SageMount. Blair also serves on the boards of Dental Exchange, Open Lending Corporation, and Scorpion Enterprises, and has previously served on the boards of Excella, Aligned Financial Holdings, Discovery Data, and Earth Solutions. I'm your host, RJ Limba. We hope you enjoy the show. If you like the episode, click to subscribe. RJ Lumba is the managing partner of GrowthCap and the executive chairman of Market Insight Media. He is the host of Growth Investor, a podcast featuring today's best investors, executives, and founders. In the minutes ahead, we'll uncover insights and strategies for accelerating growth and succeeding in business. Blair, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today. It's a delight to be with you. Thanks for having me. Excited to chat and hear everything that's happened over the last decade or so. There's been a lot of growth, I think, with the firm SageMount. I think for the benefit of our audience, there's an interesting backstory with Bragal because it's like a family, different funds or initiatives. Can you start us off by giving us that backdrop? Sure. So yeah, Bergal as an institution was set up really by an ultra high net worth family out of Europe that was looking to really invest their charitable trusts. And they started to really get into private equity through a fund of funds model. They had a group called Bergal Private Equity Partners. And back in 2012, when Gene Yoon, who's SageMount's managing partner, was looking to raise a new fund, he came to Bergal and asked them if they wanted to be an LP in the fund that he was starting. And ultimately they said, well, you know, rather than just be an LP, you know, one of many, how about we incubate your entire first fund? So, you know, rather than give SageMount a 10, 20, $30 million allocation, SageMount got started with a $500 million allocation from Bergal. So it really jump-started us into getting into business quite quickly. So when Gene was pulling the fund together, it was a lot easier to get started with a $500 million allocation right out of the gates. And I think that's pretty rare. Having known others who have started their own funds, it's really a slog to kind of get that first fund going. What do you think they saw in Gene where that enabled them to say like, okay, let's back this person? Yeah, I think it was a confluence of a couple of factors. You know, One was just the sectors that he wanted to focus on, which was tech and tech-enabled services. So they didn't really have much of that in their direct portfolio when they were making the allocation to SageMount. Second is really the focus on delivering good risk-adjusted returns. And so really as a group, we spend all our time thinking about finding recurring revenue businesses that have low volatility, low correlation to the macroeconomic environment. And I think that strategy was something that the Bergal team really gravitated towards. And you joined the group really early on. And so you've helped the team grow and invest some of the capital. So tell us about when you joined and your focus areas. 
Sure. Yeah. So the group officially got together around the middle of 2012. I started talking to Gene pretty quickly after they had formed SageMount. And then I officially joined in January of 2013. So roughly six months after they got started is when I joined. And so really, I got introduced to Gene kind of through a friend of a friend. And he and I thought very similarly about how to deploy capital and looking for risk-adjusted returns, trying to find low correlation to the macroeconomic environment. And just philosophically, we thought about the world uh, from an investing perspective very similarly. And so when it came time to join the firm, I was ready to go, excited for it. And look, as a fund, we really have not changed our strategy at all. We continue to look for the exact same types of businesses as we always have, which are recurring revenue businesses that are generally profitable or at worst, you know, break even that have very high revenue retention rates and solid growth profiles in sectors that have good secular tailwinds behind them in large markets. And we have never deviated from that since day one and continue to focus on that today. And you in particular, as you were thinking about joining the firm, you probably had an area in mind that you would focus on. And, and when the team kind of comes together, they're probably dividing up what their area is so as not to overlap too much. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So to a certain extent, that's right. But we also don't like to have folks overly specialized in a specific area. We don't want to put anybody in a box and say, okay, you're the financial services person and you know, you're the government tech person and you know, you're the cybersecurity person. So the goal really is to let folks find recurring revenue businesses wherever they may live and build an expertise around that. Having said that, just given some of my prior background, I certainly have expertise in financial technology and financial services, government technology and software, marketing software, and then occasionally, you know, I do some work in around just broader tech-enabled services. So we we really have built the fund in a way so that nobody gets pigeonholed because the risk you run is if you are the, I'll just pick on insurance because I spent a lot of time there. If you're the insurance partner, there are times that you shouldn't be investing in insurance businesses. They're overpriced or you know, there's something about the market dynamics that maybe you shouldn't be deploying capital there. So by allowing folks intellectual freedom to move across different parts of the economy and you know, into different sectors, we enable them to generate what we believe are better risk-adjusted returns. Now, that's not to say that if I come across something, as an example, in cybersecurity, that I won't send it to one of my other partners who knows that space much better than I do. So we're still incentivized to be sure that we as a firm are set up to win. And so if I go in and pitch a cybersecurity deal, I, the likelihood we win that is probably fairly low. But my colleague, Mike Costi, who's done several cyber deals, he will do a really good job at that. So I'll hand those types of deals over to him. You know, it's interesting. We talk to a lot of different firms on this podcast, and each firm is different than the other. In many cases, it has to do with just that core team, you know, maybe where they are in their career or how long the firm has been around. And I've, I've had decent exposure to SageMount along the way and got a chance to see how you all interact with each other. How would you describe the culture at SageMount? Look, I think it's one of the most important elements of the firm. You know, first and foremost, I think we all enjoy really working together. We work hard. We spend a lot of hours in this office together working for our investors. And so, you know, it's important that we all enjoy being around each other, which we do, which is great. Second is intellectual honesty. 
nobody here ever hesitates to speak their mind. And that's not just amongst the partners. We've had folks that are first-year associates that will sit in the investment committee discussions and speak up. If there's a risk that maybe hasn't been identified or there's an opportunity that hasn't been identified, we encourage everybody here at SageMount to really speak their minds. I think that's really important in generating good outcomes for investors and for the companies we partner with. And then last, I would say, is creativity. If you look at our portfolio, we have invested in businesses that are very unique, very interesting, that you know other firms may just have never even thought of that as a sector or as an opportunity. So you know, as an example, a couple of years ago, we invested in a company called Keg Logistics that rented beer kegs to craft brewers. And it was one of those businesses where you step back and look at it and say, well, you know, why would you invest in a company that rents beer kegs to breweries? Well, actually, when you get down to it, it's a highly recurring revenue business with a really attractive return on asset profile where the brewers pay their bills for their kegs every single month because it's the lifeblood of their business. And there are some structural elements to that sector that made Keg Logistics one of the best businesses in the sector. So it's a highly recurring revenue business that somebody here at SageMount was just really creative in coming up with a sector thesis around it and executing on that thesis. That's a lot of what we do here and where we find our deals is just running these sector dives, digging really deep into a sector and probably a third to maybe even half of those sector dives turn into nothing, right? You took a look, there weren't enough companies of scale and, and you moved on to the next one. But a lot of them, we find really, really interesting companies that some of which were still executing on that sector dive thesis, you know, four or five years later. Does the sector dive start from top down or is it that you find a company in a certain space and then you evaluate the sector? Usually it's, identifying the sector and then going to find companies. So what we do as a firm is one to two times a year, we get everybody together and everybody from first year associates to partners are tasked with coming up with two to three sector dives that they want to go explore over the next couple of quarters. And so we then take all of those, talk about them as a group and assign them out, and then we'll report on them over the next couple of quarters. Occasionally you'll find a company that you know, brings up a new sector dive idea. But I would say, by and large, most of the sector dives are ones that are created from folks doing just primary research in the market and looking for areas of the economy that we think will have growth that exceeds GDP. Now let's switch over to talking about how you help businesses scale. And I have some exposure to this as well with the folks on your team, but let's talk about that initiative. How do you deploy resources into companies? Yeah. So we've built out a team here at SageMount called Growth Factors that works with our portfolio companies on accelerating growth. And that team today is about 25 people and they focus on a couple of different areas. So first is what we call sales acceleration. And that can be everything from doing a full diagnosis of the sales process from where does a lead come from and how do you build out your lead database to what does your pitch look like and how do you go to market with various types of customers? And so that is a very detailed process and one that our portfolio companies, almost every single one of them looks at and says, yep, I can always use help with that. And look, CEOs, CFOs, COOs, they're busy. They only have so many hours in the day. And so this is one of those areas where they look at often and say, gosh, I wish I had somebody to help me with, with sales acceleration. And so we do that for our portfolio companies. A second is a really important one, which is tech and process. 
And in particular, we're spending a lot of time with the portfolio companies, and we have been for years, not just recently, around how they run their tech organizations and really helping them bring new technologies to their companies. So right now, you know, AI and machine learning is a pretty widely talked about technology. And so we're working with all the portfolio companies on really figuring out where they can deploy AI and machine learning either to more efficiently run their business, but more often than not, it's build new products. So we have a few dedicated folks that work with the portfolio companies just on AI and machine learning. M&A is also a really big one. So our average portfolio company acquires two to three new acquisitions during our hold period. And so we've built out a team of now four people that all they do is wake up every day and work with the portfolio on executing M&A opportunities. It often starts with doing a full market map of a sector and then calling on the potential acquisition targets. And then once they find attractive targets, we'll go out and conduct the due diligence, manage the legal documentation process. If there's financing needed, help arrange the financing for those acquisitions. And so that takes a huge burden off the management teams that often want to do M&A before our investment, but just either don't have the time or capital or resources to make that happen. We bring all of that to the table. Talent is another big one for us. So we've built out our own recruiting firm now here at SageMount, where we work with the portfolio companies on hiring generally C-level and then a little bit below C-level executives to round out their organization. So anytime we do a due diligence meeting, we always ask the question of, you know, what are some parts of your team where you feel like maybe you want to add some additional talent? And invariably that kicks off search processes when we go out and make the investment. And to be clear, this is not a team that's coming in and saying, okay, you know, the CEO is there today and we're going to go swap out a new one. That's not what this team is there for. This team is there to say, okay, we're backing a team today and they want to add additional talent to their roster. And so this Growth Factors talent team will help with that. And then the last, which is a really important one for us, is, is on the ESG side of things. So we have a team of now three folks that works with our portfolio companies on really helping them be better stewards of our planet. So we've got companies that have built out green data centers. We have companies that have changed their sources of energy to help them become more green, as well as doing hiring initiatives that are more representative of where they want to be in terms of DEI compliance. So we've built out a lot of focus on, on ESG here at SageBound as well. So lots of ways we help our company. There are more, but uh, those are just some of the quick ones. That's super helpful. You know, all those points that you hit on, I think, help CEOs kind of better understand the value you bring. The firm, I think, has grown fairly quickly in terms of fund progression. Can you tell us a little bit about the history and then where you think it's headed? Yeah. So, you know, fund one was a $500 million fund, fund two was a billion, fund three was a billion five, and then fund four, which we just wrapped up fundraising for, was 2.6. So we've definitely scaled on that side of the house. And then we also have a, a credit fund as well, where we're working with companies to provide loans and things like that. So we've built out a pretty good size organization today. And really, I think the view is we have continued to just find opportunities that fit into those size funds. So today, our minimum check size is around 75 million. And out of the fund itself, we can go up to about 300 million. If you look at how our investments have paced over time and the size of them, you know, I would say the last several deals in fund three were very representative of what the deals will be in fund four. 
So it's been a fast pace of growth, but at the same time, we've been very measured and deliberate around how we've raised the funds that we have and sizing them according to what we view as the market opportunity. And how have you allocated your time? Where do you spend most of your day doing? Generally, I would say my day sort of is in thirds. So about a third of my day, I'm out there meeting with prospects, you know, companies we might want to invest in. A third of my time is working on new deal opportunities that were, you know, either putting in term sheets or conducting due diligence. And then a third of my time is spent working with my portfolio companies. Mm-hmm. So it's it's roughly evenly split. And obviously, sometimes it's much busier in one facet than the other. But, you know, generally speaking, it's about a third to each of those components of the business. You know, one of the questions I like to ask folks is how they think they win over other firms. Because the private equity and growth equity game is a competitive one. There's a lot of very capable, astute investors out there. How do you think Sage Mount's been able to, in some cases, outcompete? I think it's a couple of things. So first, is, as I said at the outset around culture, it's getting to know us as people and really what it's like to partner with us. We reference out extraordinarily well with our CEOs where a prospect will call, you know, do a reference check on me or any of my partners and say, you know, what is it like to work with Blair or Gene or Michael when times are good and when times are bad? And I think we've shown that things don't always go up into the right, but we're there to help our portfolio companies and really be their partners and do it in a way where we're collaborative or we're not coming in telling people what to do. We're really there to be their partners. And that style is not the same style that other funds take. And different styles are right for different jobs. But for us, this is our style is to be very collaborative investors. So I think that's first. And then second is really the growth factors work that we do, where we come in and are really adding value. So I kind of make the joke, there's a lot of folks that talk about being growth equity investors which often means they invest in companies that are growing. But for us, we really want to help our companies grow. Again, not in a way where we're telling anybody what to do, but in a way where we say, we have all of these resources that are available to you 24-7, and whatever you need, you've got from us at SageMount. And so all of our CEOs that have partnered with us look at that growth factors group and say, that is going to absolutely help me grow the value of my company. Okay, last two questions. One is, can you tell us about a person who has had a profound influence on you? I've been very lucky in that I've had a lot of good mentors over the years. So I would say it's it's really hard to pick just one. I got my career started when I was in college at a hedge fund working for a guy named Irv Kessler, who was a just a really bright investor and very methodical and thoughtful that taught me about due diligence and getting in and figuring out what makes a company tick. So he was definitely an important influence on my life. My current and former colleagues, I spent some time at TCV where I got to be around great tech investors. And then certainly my colleagues here, I view as both partners and mentors as well. So I've been really fortunate to have a lot of great people that I've worked with over the years. Excellent. Last question. Can you tell us about a charity, cause, or other endeavor that you're passionate about? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on the uh, national board of an organization called Perscolis that works with folks that are underrepresented in the technology industry and provides them with free 
education and training to help them get jobs in the tech industry. I've been on the board for uh, probably five, six years now, and, and it's an organization I'm really excited about. They've educated over 20,000 folks at this point. And uh, this year, I think we'll educate about 5,000 individuals in 20 different cities across America and teach them about cybersecurity or network engineering, lots of different kind of curriculum that we have free of charge. And this organization is taking people in some instances that are living below the poverty line, barely making ends meet and putting them into really well-paying jobs at great companies. So Perscolas has folks that have been placed at JP Morgan, Barclays, Google, Amazon, doing technology jobs that they never would have dreamed of before joining Perscolas. So it's an organization that I'm personally very passionate about. We at SageMount actually uh, also are, are very involved in it, and it's just a great organization. Yeah, that's fantastic. I remember, I think uh, you had put me on one of those lists, and I was happy when I learned about it. I was happy to contribute. And in fact, I think we'll put a link to their site as part of this episode. Blair, I want to thank you so much again for taking the time to chat with us. I know our audience will find this very insightful. Thank you. Appreciate it. 